in almost every culture, every religion, every society, the broadest segment of the population that experiences poverty is single women. Whether it's caused by abandonment or divorce or death or simply struggling to be a single parent, these women have been among society's most vulnerable, the most impoverished. The practice has gone on for centuries among scribes of all religious persuasions. Maybe that is why this case of the widow's might made such an impression on Jesus, even at such an inward and haunting time during the final days of his life. Because Jesus did not often call his disciples to him, it happens only four times in Mark's gospel. It suggests that Jesus saw something noteworthy, significant, important for faith that needed special recognition. Our gospel reading this morning is an object lesson in faith through the action of a nameless, impoverished widow. And the smell of irony is overwhelming. What Jesus holds up for faith is the widow's wholeheartedness to God, the same wholeheartedness that Jesus will disclose on the cross. Mark makes it clear that it is not the size of her offering. Her copper coins couldn't have amounted more than the sales tax on a Big Mac. This widow is not a candidate for a night in the Lincoln bedroom or the circle of friends for the United Way because she's a big contributor. She would not be on the computer-generated list for big donors for the capital funds drive. This woman that Jesus holds up as a model of faith reminds me of another woman. Her given name was Agnes. Her family name is unpronounceable for those of us who are not Albanians. 1928, Agnes married Jesus and the church, and she took the name of Teresa. Even though she took a vow of poverty, she became fabulously wealthy by fashioning her life around one wholehearted purpose, to do, to make, to be something beautiful for God. Like the widow in the gospel story, Teresa wholeheartedly, with no strings attached, put the copper coins of her life into the hands of her Lord. Her beautiful life for God would not have been and could not have been nearly so startling. Who else could have lectured an audience of Harvard students on the eve of their graduation on the virtue of chastity and received a thunderous standing ovation? Who else could have children 
the light show to be around her, while heads of state and political leaders all over the world would be uneasy in her presence. Who else could have thrown the control room of the Today Show into a state of panic as Mother Teresa sat silently for 87 seconds thinking about a, an answer to Brian Gumbel's question. Who else could make the world's leaders so uncomfortable by asking them simple yet embarrassing questions about what they were doing about poverty. And she did it in the most polite and respectful ways. The widow at the treasury plunking in all she had to live on, Mother Teresa mothering for Jesus, the motherless ones the world so readily loves to forget. What have these two women to do with us? especially those of us in our time that consider giving to God or the church. What did they have to do with us? Everything. For the call of the widow and the call of Mother Teresa is the call to authenticity. Authenticity means to confirm what is represented or claimed to be, or to put it another way, Authenticity is the degree to which our actions are consistent with our beliefs and desires. The widow in the temple and Mother Teresa call us to authenticity as followers of Jesus, to abandon our lives to God, to dare to see everything, including ourselves, as belonging to God and then to live our life accordingly. And when that happens, we will be doing, making, being something beautiful for God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen.